Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I am going to conclude the message that I began at sunrise this morning in Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22, begin at verse 23. And I'm going to read down through 32. And I'm not going to give you an entire message this morning. I do need to touch a couple of things. I'll hit point number one. And uh, uh, the, uh, I've taken my old Bible teacher's advice. Dr. Thigpen said in a Bible institute a long time ago, he told us, he said, gentlemen, after he preached a few years, he said, these young preachers need about 10 points because they're going to run through them. He said, you guys that have preached a while, said, get you one, two tops, that'll be enough and go from there. Well, I preached the first point this morning. I'm going to try to preach the second point uh, today. I, earlier this morning, I preached the first point. I'm going to try to preach the second point today. I, I, this is the most, uh, uh, well, there's a lot of, a dispute and argument about this particular day. There's a host of people that don't believe that Jesus rose from the grave. And some think he's, they think that he swooned or he was stolen away, which is sick or he passed out. But uh, I want you to know that he died according to the scripture. I'm in Matthew 22, verse 23. And if you have found that, shout amen. The same day came to him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. And asked him, saying, Master Moses said, If a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and shall raise up seed to his, unto his brother. That is simply saying that he would take his brother's wife, the man that had died, he would take that wife and he, they would have children together that his inheritance might continue. That's what that's all about. That's in the law. That's in the law. Now, there, I don't think this is a true story. I think the Sadducees made this up right here, giving a parable, if you would, to Jesus. He said, now there were seven brethren, and the first, when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third unto the seventh, and last of all the woman died also. That'd kill any woman. One brother would be bad enough. Therefore, in the resurrection, here's their question. They don't even believe in the resurrection. Here's what they're saying. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had her. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err. How do they err? Not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, he's about to straighten it out right here. They neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. They're never an angel. You won't die and ever be an angel. That's false doctrine. That's foolishness being preached across the land. You'll never be an angel. Angels were created beings. We're created by the hand, but we're born in a natural way. And one of these days, he's going to put us in a supernatural way. But they'll be as the angels in this fact they won't marry. But, but they will be spiritual beings. But are, but are as the angels of God in heaven. But as touching the resurrection of the dead. Have you not read 
that which was spoken unto you by God saying. God's got something to say right here. I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Father, I love you. I thank you for letting us be here today and for the great crowd. God, what we felt this morning early in the darkness as we prayed unto you and the Spirit of God come upon us, Lord, in our prayer room. And you visited with me just a little while. Now I pray, God, you would manifest your presence once again. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue, preach me inside the bounds of the Holy Writ. Help me be accurate in the Scripture, Lord. I need the help of the Holy Ghost today. Touch the hearts of the unsaved here this morning. God, there's two lists of men, the saved and the unsaved. And I pray, God, the one that is unsaved today might recognize themselves as such as Brother Gordon taught us. I pray, God, you speak to them. I pray you'd use me now for a little while, and I'm going to praise you for all that's done. And I'm asking it in the king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. I'm trying to preach on this thought, reality of resurrection. Reality of resurrection. I want us to consider this. The Sadducees were a group that only used the first five books of the Bible. Most of them were wealthy, and so they had bought their position in the temple, and they were very strict on They wanted to go by only what the first five books said. They wanted to ignore the prophets and the other books. The older writings like Job, they paid no attention to, and they didn't really care about the resurrection. They thought you gained it all in this life, and you died, and all the blessings was in this life, and it was over. Sounds like modern society to me trying to be blessed in this life. Jesus said, listen, you want to you find your life? Lose it. He that loses his life shall find it. What is he talking about? not talking about suicide. He's talking about giving up the things of the flesh, the things of the world. If man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I hope you are seeking the kingdom of God. Now, I, I preached this morning briefly. I preached on this fact. First time you're going to find a resurrection in the Bible is right here in this passage. If we hold the, 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 the thought of first mention, it's been mentioned one time here, and it follows that thing throughout that a lot of people, they don't believe in the resurrection. Brother Gordon taught us in Sunday school this morning that John didn't believe in resurrection until he come to the tomb and seen it was empty. And the Bible said, then he believed. So even John, the one following Jesus around, five times in the gospel, Jesus had told him in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he'd said this, they're going to take the Son of Man, he's going to be betrayed, put into the hands of the Romans or the Gentiles, and they're going to crucify him, and he's going to raise the third day. And at Matthew, they didn't believe a word he said. There's a multitude of people in this world today that thinks what Jesus said. And what do you think Jesus said? Well, he is the word. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He is the living word of God. My three-year-old grandson will grab his Bible. He'll say, Pa, here's my Bible. I'll say, what are you doing, son? He said, I'm going to find the words. He thumbs past everything in the Bible till he gets to the red words. And he says, I found them. Found them, there they are. What is that? That's the words that's recorded that Jesus spoke. 
expressly to, to people in us. And he's still speaking today, by the way. And we find this, it follows this thing throughout the Bible. Jesus is speaking to us through the word of God, but a multitude of people do not believe in a bodily resurrection. Seminaries are teaching across the United States today that, that, that not all of the Bible is wholly true. And that's the preachers are turning out today to preach to the people. No wonder the world's confused. If you're, you're looking at a preacher that believes every word of that book's true, the only thing wrong is me, the book's right. Not an error, listen, every jot and every tittle is going to be fulfilled. God hadn't missed it yet in the 6,000 years since he made this thing. Uh, now it's coming up past 2,000 years since Jesus was born, uh, lived, crucified, and resurrected. And he hadn't missed it yet. And bless God, I'm telling you, he's not going to miss it now. But people don't believe in the reality of resurrection. I preached this morning on this. On this, not doing the whole message, you'll be glad. On this thought that it was foretold about resurrection, truth, truth of resurrection. It was foretold, but then it was fulfilled in Jesus. He rose, and he was the first fruits, by the way, of the resurrection. A corn of wheat's got to die, fall into the ground, and then it'll bring forth something. Jesus speaking of his own death there in John when he spoke of that. There is a, he is the first fruit of the resurrection. What does that mean? That means he's the first one risen on his own accord and by his own power. And everybody else after that, that believes in him and dies in Christ is part of the first resurrection. Now, the candy was preached this morning. We, we talked about, we talked about the resurrection, that I'll be, I believe I'll be resurrected one of these days. And, and people can debate it all they want to. Uh, uh, the coming, the appearing of Christ. I think that's a word that needs to be uh, studied exclusively when you do scripture study. The, the appearing of Jesus and the coming of Jesus. When something appears is different than when something comes. And you need to research that and see what the appearing is. And then see what the coming is. And I think it'll, it'll help you in your understanding of when Christ, what is going to, what is going to tr come to pass in the latter days. Now, now uh, I, I, I won't, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to read you a little scripture. And then, and then I'm going to preach. This morning it was the truth of resurrection. But I want to preach, I want to preach here for, for just a little bit on this, the type of resurrection. The type, the truth of it. The truth of the matter is Jesus resurrected. Many, many that were in the graves come forth and walked around. We, we preached about that this morning. They were witnessed by others there within the city. They were resurrected. They were resurrected, by the way, not to die like he rose old Lazarus. He raised Lazarus from the dead. But guess what Lazarus had to do? He had to go through her again. No, that's a lot different when you die and he raises you from the dead. But when, listen, when he resurrects you from the dead, I'll not use your word, but when he resurrects you from the dead, that's a horse of a different color. Where did they go with him? Well, I'm, I'm satisfied they ascended unto the Father. Now, I want, I want to read you something. I want you to listen and pay close attention today. You've been a very captive audience so far, and I thank you for your attention. 
But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Yes. Yes. Truth of resurrection. The reality. For since by man came death. Who was that? Adam. Sinned in the garden. By man came also the resurrection of the the dead. Who's that? Jesus. Jesus became a man that he might die and pay my sin debt that I might live. All of you that are saved here this morning, that's why you're saved, because Jesus died, paid the sin debt, satisfied the Father, became the propitiation of our sin, the thing that satisfied, that literally means the mercy seat. He he gave the mercy that we might be saved. He withheld our judgment and took it upon himself and died in our place. And because he lives, brother, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all. Even in Christ shall all be made alive. I want you to recognize that little word there. Even in all. that. Let me find my verse back. Christ shall all be made alive. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Now. If we go to John 5 and 29, you can turn there if you'd like to read it on the page yourself. John 5, 29, say this is like a Bible study. You know what? I may have someone in here this morning that's not a Bible student. And if I preach a topical message this morning and throw a bunch of scriptures out there that they have no idea what it means, Jimmy, I'm I'm not doing any service to them or the Lord or the kingdom. But maybe they don't know what Jesus said when he was here. But in John... 5 and 29, well, I'll catch 28 while I'm at it. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. How many? All. All that are in the graves. So, by Christ, all shall be made alive. I was thinking... Brother Branch, why is that not some? Because not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. There's a lot of people flying the, the, the Facebook Christian flag and, 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 and there's no desire for God or the things of God. It's just when it sounds good to them that might be on your page. Jesus is saying right here, Christ said this. Colin would say, you found the words, Pa. They'll hear his voice. And shall come forth. Right here's the types. They that have done good under the resurrection of life and they that have done evil under the resurrection of damnation. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand that I do good to get to heaven. No, it's talking about being in Christ right here. I can't. So in me is no righteousness. My righteousnesses are as filthy rags. And I am accepted in the beloved. The only way I can be good is through him. And in him and Christ in me, the hope of glory. Listen, listen, and the power of his resurrection. 
So when we see this, I don't want you thinking, oh, if I do good, I'll be resurrected in the right uh, in, in, the, in the right time. That's not what it's in reference to. It's talking about being in Christ because you can't be good on your own. You can't do it. Say, so I'm pretty good. I can make you so mad in two minutes that you'd never speak to me again or come to church. All you got to do is hunt what somebody loves. Their kid, their coon dog, some people's that fired up about the type of automobile they drive and just give it a good tongue lashing and I'm telling you, they'll be mad at you for a long time. So we see two types of resurrection here. Type, first one, is resurrection of life and we see the resurrection of damnation. I want to tell you, friend, this morning, if you never hear another message, you got to understand this today. You're signed up for one of the other resurrections. It is either the resurrection of life or the resurrection of damnation. And Christ doesn't choose that for you. You choose that for yourself. I'm a whosoever guy. You'll never convince me that it's limited atonement. I'll die believing that if you want to come, does God know who will be saved? Sure he does. Does he give everybody the opportunity? Absolutely. You can choose him and go in the, in the resurrection of life or you cannot, you can fail to choose him and go in the resurrection of damnation. So I didn't come to Easter service for one of these hardcore messages. Let me tell you, if you're here today and you're in Christ, there ain't a thing I've said bothering you right now. You're happy, happy, happy. Praise God, joyful. Hey, I'll get to it in just a minute. But I want us to, I want us to consider this. And I'm going somewhere right here, and, and, and I, don't want you to, I don't want you to quit listening yet. And I'm not much longer into the message. I promise you that. Now, I can quote most of this, but I'm afraid I'll leave part of it out. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. What, Brother Junior? The, the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God in Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. When do you think that is, preacher? I think, praise God, that's after the coming of Christ. A thousand year reign. So I don't believe that's a literal thousand year. Do you believe that's a literal Jesus? You think he literally died? Do you think he literally rose? You think he literally ascended? You think he's literally coming back? Then with all these things being literal, why in the world would God stuff that in the back of the book? And that's not literal. That would make absolutely no sense. Who was this? Those in the first resurrection. What resurrection is that? The resurrection of life. I want you to get something that stirred, that stirred me when God showed me this. I finally got a hold of this and, 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 and it, was a little, it was a little confusion. What about those in the tribulation or what about this? But I was reading Leviticus of all books and got a hold of this about the first fruits and the wave sheaf and then it's more than a sheaf. Then it's a harvest and there's piles of it everywhere. 
and I've seen this, and Jesus being the first fruit is this. He is the beginning of the first resurrection, the resurrection of life. I want to ask you, anybody ever raise a garden? When you raise the garden, most of these kids don't have a clue, but some of you country kids do. Anybody ever raise a garden, you walk out and pick one tomato and say, I'm done. Done, don't have to get the rest of it. No, I got one mater. That's not how it works. You go get one, you go get another one, you go get another and you wait for this to come to full fruition that it's ready to be picked and then you go get it and at the end of the year, hey, it's pumpkin time. There's a few orange heads left laying around. Praise God. Hey, and you even gather them up. They will, what I just read you here is the conclusion of the first resurrection of life. Is anybody with me? Who's that? I'll be in that number. So you don't know you'll be in that number. You better know you'll be in that number. You better know it. It's what you got good enough to die with. You better know. It don't matter if you, you don't, you don't know if you'll get home this afternoon, but you know which resurrection you're going to be in. And only you can know it. The rose deep right here, Randy. We're dropping heavy seeds. But see, that's the first resurrection. That's the resurrection of life. There's another resurrection. It's the resurrection of damnation. You know what that is, Albie? That's the final resurrection. You have the first resurrection. Then you have the final resurrection. This is, this is it. Last one. Not going to be any more. That's the two. Jesus spoke of the one of life. There John, he speaks to the one. He speaks to the one about the, the resurrection of damnation. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat upon it. From whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. There will be a new heaven and new earth. So I just don't believe all this stuff, preacher. That's the problem. People believe in angels. Believe in fairies. Some believe in leprechauns. They believe in totem poles and worshiping the one that's on the very top. There's just a lot of things people believe in. But when you start talking about a God who died in my stead, rose from the grave, and he's coming back to resurrect those that belong to him, they go, I just can't believe that. You better believe this, my good friend. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. There will be a day that you, personally, every person under the sound of my voice, every man, woman, boy or girl, ever been born on the face of this earth, there will be a day when you will stand before a holy God. His name is Jesus Christ. And another book was opened, 
which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Your works won't make it. His will. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Somebody asked me about uh, uh, cremation the other day. Listen, I can't dogmatically take the word of God and say, you just can't do that because here's what I found. If the skin worms eat the body and then you're still resurrected and God got you in the flesh, I think it don't matter what state you're in, God's going to raise you up in it. I will say this. Bones must be important. Joseph had them carry his for 40 years till he finally got home. They must be something about the bones. I'm going to get all mine in one pile. I'm going to make it as easy on the Lord as he can be. And it don't need to be easy on him, but I'm going to find me in one pile right there if God will permit that, Brother Brands. And he can just raise me up from that spot. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell, listen to this, death and hell delivered up the dead. Now, how does, how does death, how does death, Give up the dead. Death and hell gave up the dead. We're two part beings right now. Death affects the natural part of the man. It's the thing that, that, that that's the clay I walk around in. That is the natural man. Death, it's appointed unto man once to die. Now hell is where the spiritual man winds up after the natural man dies. So you have the spiritual and the natural being raised. What did I read to you out of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 a moment ago about verse 22? And he gave all, all shall hear his voice, John 5, 29, and they all heard his voice. Listen, there'll be a time when it don't matter where that, where that microscopic piece is, God put us together the first time. Do you think he can't do it the second time? And so the natural and the spiritual Give it up. Why does he do that? Because I read you out of 1 Corinthians that they're all going to be made alive in Christ at his voice. Why would he do that, Alvy? Why would he do that? Why didn't he just leave them down there? Because here's what's going to happen. They're going to be caught up and every knee's going to bow. Every tongue's going to confess. You're going to stand before God and you're going to do this, friend. Listen to this sad statement right here. This may be, could be the saddest words in the Bible. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. What is that? Brother Carl, that's the resurrection of damnation. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You want to know why it's not standing room only around here on a lot of days? Because that's, what, that's the kind of preaching you get here. Why would you preach that kind of stuff? Because it's in the Bible. Paul said, preach the word. I don't have anything else to preach you. You know what my job is this morning? You know what my job is? My job is to warn you and your family that you don't want to wind up in the wrong resurrection. Resurrection's real. The reality of resurrection. Listen. 
We are here in this flesh for a little while. One of these days, he's going to put us in a different body. We are going to be in a spiritual body, a, a, a body, a, an, an eternal body. But the eternal body is going to be in one of two places. There's no mediocre place. There's no, there's no place, purgatory, where they can pray you out of it. The Catholicism is all washed up on that stuff. Listen, it's appointed unto man once to die. You're going to die, and you're going to know immediately after you die, then the judgment, the Bible said, and you're going to know which one of the resurrections you're going to be raised in. Hoy Duncan used this. I'm going to try to remember it as best I can. I don't remember the name of the bridge, but I've been across the bridge in Tampa Bay, at Tampa Bay. There was a storm come, and the, and the bridge is very high off the water. There was a storm come, and a barge broke loose from its moorings, and the, and the current and the wind blew it into one of the columns on the bridge, and it rocked the bridge, and there was a piece of the bridge that fell out into the water. This guy come, this guy come driving up, and, and it was a bad weather day. Wasn't real clear. Guy come driving up, and he seen it just in the nick of time, and he wrecked his car to keep from going off in the hole. And he got out of his car, Randy. And he started running down the road, going, Stop! Stop! Here's what people done, Tommy. See, crazy? Whew. Stop! Don't you drive any farther on this road. Stop! I'm okay. I'm in a nice car, got nice clothes, I got a bank account, man. I'm doing good. What's this idiot doing yelling stop? Because they're headed for disaster. You know what I'm saying to somebody in this room, in a congregation this size, there's no doubt someone in here this morning doesn't know Christ as Savior. And you know what I'm saying? Stop. Stop. Don't go any farther. Your, your bridge may be out just around the next bend. Stop right here. What do I do here? What happens when I stop? Call. 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 Who do I call on? The Lord. Why would I do that? Because whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why would I call, Carl? Because you don't want to be in the wrong resurrection. Doing good, preacher. Doing good. I went to church one time, said a prayer in a vacation Bible school. I'm good to go. Oh, no. With the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confessions made unto salvation. But I'm going to tell you, in that believing, in that believing, if there's no change, there's no Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Can I ask you today? You're the same old person you've always been. 
but you're expecting to go in the resurrection of life? Not according to the Scripture. Not according to the Scripture. Jesus said, I'll take His word for it. Jesus said, ye must be born again. What is that? That is when the Spirit of God draws us to a place of confession and repentance. We confess it with our mouth and we repent and turn from our way. Oh, will you be? No, you'll still have problems. You'll still fail in the flesh. There'll be times you'll have to apologize. There'll be things you'll have to confess to God over. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. But there'll be times, but the moment, listen, he chastens those that he loves and he knows them that are his. And the moment you do it and he stripes you, you know you've done wrong and you need to come and call and confess it to the Father. What does that do? Put you back in fellowship with the Lord. And if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The bridge is out for somebody here today. Bridges out, and I'm saying, I'm saying, stop. Stop. Don't go any farther. Don't you go any farther until you talk to the Father. Don't you, till you know for sure which resurrection you're going to be in, the reality of it, that it's truth, but there is a type. Church is sitting full today, Brother Gabe, of folks that just going through the motion. They only think about the Lord if somebody gets real sick or they need something real bad or somebody wants to get married or somebody needs a funeral done. You tell me you've got enough Jesus to get you to heaven and it won't get you to church, I'll say you've got the wrong stuff. I'm not trying to be abrasive. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to tell you today, friend, I'm talking about eternal, eternal consequences. As we stand to our feet and she plays softly on the piano, there might be someone here today that would say, Preacher, I need to fix it with the Lord. You might be here and you're a Christian, you're out so far out of fellowship with God, you can't even hear His voice. People have to beg you to come to church or do something for God. You don't ever think about Him. But you might be here today and be, a, be lost, lost, lost. And you never trusted the Lord as your Savior. The most important decision you'll ever make in your life It'll mean more than the biggest deal you ever made or the greatest ball game you ever won. How important is this? How important do you think it is if God came and died so he would, you could be with Him? I'd say it's pretty important. 
Is there one today before we get this song? Is there one that just like to come forward and say, hey, preacher, I'm in the wrong resurrection. I need some help. Some of these men right here on the front row will come, and if it's a lady, some of the ladies will come. They'll guide you. They'll take this book and show you how you can know you're saved. Maybe you're a Christian and you know what you need to do. Nobody needs to help you. You just need to have a little talk with Jesus. Brother Randall, will you come? Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.